Good morning. Happy Easter. Yes, it's finally Sunday. I'm so happy to be here. And it's already been an amazing morning. We had miracles and we had breakfast. How about that? Wasn't that delicious out there? Turn to someone and say, you look beautiful today. Live streamers, we're glad that you've joined us. We hope that you can be here in person, but thank you for joining us online. We pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, please send those our way. For those of you who are here, we have prayer cards. Someone will bring those around to you, and we would love to pray for you in any way we can. If you're a first-time guest, make sure you fill out a Connect card, or you can scan the little QR code on the seat in front of you, and then we can find out a little bit more about you and pray for you if there's any other way that we can. You know, I was here on Friday. Who came on Friday? That was amazing. It was such a blessing to walk through that Good Friday experience. But you know, I discovered something. I kept wanting to hurry to the part where Jesus rose from the dead. I, I, the, the beatings and the, the prayers and the cries of our Savior hurt my heart. And I was like, I just want to get to the part where he, he raises from the dead and where there's victory. And I didn't really want to stay in that suffering experience. But I got to thinking about it, and I was like, why did he stay dead for three days? Why did he do that? Why did he wait? You sure his mother's heart was ripped out of her chest? His disciples were in agony. Lord, are you going to come back? Lord, is this going to truly happen? But he came alive again because he's a good God and he always keeps his promises. And he wanted them to know that no matter how long the darkness lasts, there is hope. And so today on Sunday morning, Easter, there is hope. There is resurrection. There is victory. Death, hell, and the grave have been defeated. Our Savior has risen. Oh man, I'm so excited about that. He bought your healing. He bought your resurrection of your soul. He came to save. He came to pick you. He picked you because he wanted you to experience this forever kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And today we also get to celebrate the kingdom of heaven. When we are baptized, it represents our death, burial, and resurrection with Christ. And today, if you'll turn your attention with me up here, we're going to celebrate the death and resurrection of someone who's received Christ as their Savior. And today we pray that at the end of the service, when pastor offers a time for you, that you feel what God is speaking in your heart and come forward and receive that salvation if you haven't today. Please turn your attention with me as we have a baptism.
worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Oh, we shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. Oh, we shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. we shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause we hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Always oh, shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. Oh, we shout out your praise. Because we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Cause we were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Oh, we shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. Oh, we shout out your praise. Oh, 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 we shout out your praise.
place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. And I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I ran out the road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. I thank the Savior because He healed my heart, He changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. Oh yes. Oh, I thank God. And I cannot deny what I've seen. I've got no choice but to believe. My doubts are burning like ashes in the wind oh yes to so long to my old friends oh burden and bitterness you can just keep it moving no you ain't welcome here oh no from now till i walk the streets of gold i sing of how you save my soul this wayward son has found his way back Oh, oh, He picked me up, turned me around Placed my feet on solid ground I thank the Master, I thank the Savior Because he healed my heart He changed my name Forever free, I'm not the same I thank the Master, I thank the Savior I thank God. Oh, I thank God. Oh, yes, I thank God. And hell lost another one. I am Come on, we're free in this place today. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am Oh, yes. I am Oh, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am yes, free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, I am free. Oh, hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. I thank the Savior because He healed my heart and changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. Oh, I thank God. Oh, for victory. 
get up, get up, get up out that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out that grave. Get up, come on, he paid the price for us. Oh, get up out of that grave. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Oh, get up out of that grave. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, oh, get up out of that grave. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Pick me up, turn me around, place my feet. Come on, let's sing that again. He picked me up, he turned me around, placed my feet, cause he picked me up. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because he healed my heart, changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I thank God. Oh, I thank God. Fire and wind, fire and wind, come and do it again. 
stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire come on there's one name there's one name that's power there's one name there's one name that is healing to your bodies to your emotions to your souls there is one name and it's the name of Jesus it's the name of Jesus it's why we gather to celebrate a risen Savior a risen Savior he's no longer in the tomb he's alive he's alive and only the name of Jesus only the name of Jesus is what I want shouted over my family I want the name of Jesus declared over them. I want the name of Jesus declared in these streets. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. still be there the next day and the next day but on the third day our God arose and the power that's been given to you and I to live this life was in the power of that grave and when he resurrected that power was given to you and I though we be dead dead in this world we will be alive with him now amen and he's coming back for a church and we will be resurrected from the dead doesn't matter that this life would take us to our grave it's guaranteed we're all gonna live and we're all gonna die but we know that because of him we live again amen the only afterlife worth talking about and you're not coming back as a butterfly either 
coming in a new spirit body. Amen. Whew. What a day to celebrate. You know that out of all the history books in the world, one of the most proven things theologians will tell you is the resurrection of Jesus. Number one, we know that the Roman guards stood by the tomb and that if the Roman guards went against what the Roman Empire had stated, that they too would be flogged and killed right on the spot for not doing their duty and walking away from a job. There's no way that however many guards were set by that tomb, that they were all asleep and a group of 12 disciples, 11 at that time, came and rolled the stone away without waking one guard. There's no way it happened. There's no way they could have stole or snatched a body. It's a lie. The proof is in the pudding. Our God is no longer in the grave. We see that 11 men gave their lives and witnessed the story and were literally crucified, upside down, some drowned, you name it. They were crucified for what they believe. You don't think that if it hadn't happened that they would have denied that it happened? Those 11 men went to their graves stating the truth. You and I believe in the resurrection of Christ. If we believe in the resurrection of Christ, then we have to believe everything that's written in the word. We don't get to choose what we want and disprove what we don't. We get to believe it all or you believe none. That's where we're at. There's stuff in the Bible that I don't like. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's stuff that seems harder to live than others. I'm like, really? Really, for this day and age, you would say that? Yeah, he knew exactly what was stated and when it was written and it was meant for you and I to be able to live a life that was pleasing to him. Not pleasing to the things of this world, not pleasing to what would be voted on in the Supreme Court and told that that's what's right and this is what's wrong. What we know, is what the word tells us is living truth. And that's what you and I are guided by and that's what we live by. But I bring that to say this, if we believe in healing, if we believe that our kids are in God's hands, if we believe that we're protected when we drive and we say that prayer before vacation, God watch over us and keep us. Don't let anything happen to us. And we know that semi when he cut over into our lane because he didn't see us, that an angel of the Lord just swooped in and saved us then if you believe that, then you gotta believe that he cares about your money too. Oh, Miss Nicole, don't talk about my money. Don't talk about it, especially on Easter, what are you thinking? Oh, it's the best day to talk about it because I'm telling you, God cares about what holds your heart. And if money holds your and I's heart, and it's not a heart of generosity, and it's not a heart of obedience because the word tells us then our heart is wrong. Malachi 3.10 says this in the scripture. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Test me, prove me out, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. The resurrection was proven to you and I. Now it's our turn, if we really believe it, then will we do what the whole word says 
or we will only do what a part says? Will we really trust someone that we cannot see who moved the semi from taking us out of the lane and taking our life? Will we really trust him with our money? Because we truly trust him with our life on vacation. We trust him with our health. It's nothing to ask for sickness to be healed. But we refrain from asking him to touch our finances and help us be better stewards of his money that we could do things for the kingdom. I challenge you today in the area of money because I know that it's a soft spot in the heart of Americans today. I challenge you because it wasn't a soft spot in God's heart, but he knew that it would come and venge a war in our hearts in this world and try to keep us held. Let's not be the rich man. Let's not be the rich man that thinks we have it all figured out and that we don't need God except for what we need him for. Let's need him for everything. Complete surrender. Easter 2023, I made a choice to give the Lord my money and control of it. And what he asks me to do, I'll do. And if he don't ask you, you don't have to do nothing. But if you feel a tugging in your heart, then it would be disobedient to not answer that tug. If you're a tither, good for you. I encourage you. God's got many things in store for you. But if you're not, I challenge you to take a step today and prove the truth of the word. Prove it. Test him. And watch him be faithful to you and your family today. Amen. If you're giving a seed to the church, that's just an offering. We're thankful for that. We love what you're doing. If this is not your home church today, I don't expect you putting your tithe in our bucket. If you're visiting, I expect you to take that back to your home church. That's where that goes today, okay? Father, we just come before you and we just thank you, Lord, for today, for your resurrected son. And Father, for proving to us that you are alive, for proving it to us. But God, we're going to test it today by giving our tithes and our offerings. We're bringing the, the whole tithe to you, Father, knowing that your word will not return void unto your people. Now, Father, I thank you for it today. Lord, I ask you to bless pastor as he shares the word God that you would begin to prepare the hearts of those listening today father that they would hear the word the good news and father begin to give their lives to Jesus today in the name of Jesus we pray amen and amen you can breathe your tithes and offerings don't forget the globe in the middle is for missions
Now, there you go. Well, I was going to say hallelujah. Now, some of you that are visiting or observing or under pressure to be here, I, I don't know why you're here, except, you know, your peers have pressured you or you can't wait till it's over. I understand that. I was once a bored person just like you. But what you have to grant us today, we grant all of your foolish shenanigans all year round. Screaming from your backyards, whiskey in your hand, shouting for the Browns, which are hopelessly never going to make it. You're a Bengal fan, your face is painted up, and we put up with you on Sunday afternoons while we pray for your souls. And I mean that. Some of you are here as skeptics. We are here because we believe in a God that gave his only begotten son who died for us and that God raised from the dead and he is now alive. That's why we are here. Now, you might think that we're foolish. That's fine. We are, in one sense, totally beside ourselves for such gratitude, for such love and grace given to us as mere sinners. You would say, well, I, I just don't believe that God did that. Well... That's okay. But you do live in the land of the free, the home of the brave, where freedom of speech is allowed. We will, with temperance, put up with yours, and you, with temperance, put up with ours. Amen? And so, now that everybody's happy, for those of you that aren't saved, I believe that God has a moment for you in every service. And I believe that every sinner used to be, needs to be saved. And I believe that every sinner can be saved. So I just encourage you to allow us to indulge in what might seem foolish rhetoric, religious conversation, but you can listen to ACDC, KISS, whatever is out there, but don't condemn me for listening to Amazing Grace. I mean that. I mean that. And I'm, I'm here, and I, I believe that God wants you saved, and I want you saved, but... There's no sense in me throwing dead wood on dead fire. And I, I'm not here to appease everybody. I'm here to preach the gospel and to give everybody a chance to receive Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. So I might not be in your fan club, but 
for the next 45 minutes, you're mine. And if any of you get up and leave, we'll all know why you're leaving. So you don't want to leave while I'm preaching. Hallelujah. As bad as it may be. All right. Now let's turn our Bibles to Romans, the 10th chapter and verse 9. We're going to talk about today one of the great foundations of the Christian faith. This foundation has been mocked, scourged, made fun of, ridiculed, denied, resisted, and even to the point where that its messengers that said it have been stoned, crucified, killed by the sword, and many other ways. But it is the message and the hope, and it is, I will say this, the only message that declares that the founder of their faith has been raised from the dead. I had a doctor come to me, and he said, what's the difference between your Jesus and my Muhammad? I said, well, you get to go to Mecca every year and see his grave, and you can see him in his glass coffin. You can see him. He's still there. He couldn't even keep himself alive. He is dead. I don't seek to demean what he believed, but I certainly could not just try to persuade him that everybody could be a Christian without accepting Christ. And so I told him, yours is dead, but mine is still alive. Well, about a month later, I read in the newspaper that this doctor known in our community tried to commit suicide. He was beyond the hope of his God. There was no hope in a God that could not save himself. And there is no hope without God to save you today. Romans 10, 9, the resurrection, is it important? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Next verse. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Back to verse 9. Seems so insignificant. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It is important that we believe in the virgin birth. It's important that we believe in the sinless life of Christ. It's important that we believe in Calvary, where Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, hung between heaven and earth as a mediator for the sins of men and women, that he hung there and he died. He shed his blood. 
But then it's important that you and I believe beyond the cross. That we believe that Jesus actually died and was buried for three days. Now, you might not think that's important, but it really is the crux of the birth, the life, and the death of Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus could have been a man that people said he was born of a virgin. Only very few people could attest to that. You weren't there. I wasn't there. The shepherds were there afterward. The wise men came later. Then we could attest maybe that he lived a sinless life. Though nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. And then we could say, well, he died on the cross. So did two other men that day. Now, those all could be formulated to make a good story. But when they took Jesus from the cross, proven dead, put in the tomb, borrowed from a rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, and they laid him in this tomb. They prepared his body, put it in there, rolled the stone in front of it with a little hole above the stone, the doorway. Jewish people believed that the soul of that individual, that spirit, would come up out of their body, not when they first died, but sometime in just a very short period of time afterward, and they would come out of that hole. Of course, we know that's not true, but that's what they believed. And they sealed it up, and they put a guard on it. They put a guard on it, and the soldiers watched that because the rumor was he said he was going to raise in three days. Now, we don't want his disciples coming and stealing his body. So they put guards there. Lo and behold, they're like all workers. Take your eyes off of them. They go to sleep. They went to sleep and they slumbered. And someplace in that little short power nap, the stone was rolled away because Jesus' body would not fit through that hole. They rolled away the stone so that Jesus' physical body could be raised from the dead by the faith of Almighty God. Some say, well, he raised himself from the dead. No, he didn't raise himself from the dead. God raised him from the dead by the power, the faith, and the decrees of God. And Jesus was raised on the third day. That is the resurrection. That is the foundation of Christian faith. It is that resurrection that justifies man. 
It is that resurrection that verifies that he was the son of the living God. It is that resurrection that declares that he was the chosen Messiah of God. That there is no other Savior granted position or given to man whereby they could be saved. Religion is a powerful thing, but understand that it's only by faith in the resurrection that a man can be saved. You say, but I thought it was just a holiday. It's not a holiday. It is a celebration day of the Christian faith that you and I have in our lives that establishes an unwavering faith in a resurrected Christ. I am evidence of the resurrection. You are evidence of the resurrection. You're not just evidence of a cross that Jesus died on, you are evidence that there has been a completed redemption for your life. You are evidence that man can be forgiven. You are evidence that man can be made new. You are evidence that you can become a child of God though you've despised and blasphemed him all his life. You are evidence that sin does not have to have the last word in your life. You may not have known me, but I'll give you a little secret. You should be glad that you never have until today. I've done wretched things, and so has many other people in this congregation, things that would cause us to despise people, to reject them. The death of Jesus Christ is not some example, not some metaphor, it's not some symbolism. It is a reality and a fact that must be braced. If you cannot embrace the resurrection, then you cannot embrace the virgin birth, the sinless life, and the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, some of you are going to walk out of this building, not changed, not transformed, and you're just going to go back and you'll probably feel a little bit better about yourself, or you're going to feel deeply, deeply relieved that you did not make a decision for Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to leave this building as a sinner. Oh, gosh, don't say that word, as a sinner, because we are all sinners before we came to Jesus Christ. And if the word sinner offends you, then stop being one. Or if you came into this building a backslider, somebody who once knew God, but you know, while walking through the daisies of life, you got sidetracked and forgot that you belonged to God and you forgot 
that he gave his only begotten son. Now, if you're like that, that's fine too. But I'm here to tell you today that what I'm telling you should shake you deeper than the threats of a nuclear war that you hear about on Fox News, CNN News, uh, Life News, Death News, News News, News What, News When, News May Be Coming. You get all scared, get all fearful. Maybe we ought to buy food. Maybe we ought to dig a shelter. Maybe we ought to go offline. Maybe we ought to go this, go this. And yet the information and the truth that has stood for thousands of years that cannot be denied, that will not be denied, and that still changes human lives to deprivation, to victory, you refuse to believe. Will it look better if I put on an anchorman suit? Would it be better if it came from Uncle Biden? Which certainly you know by now that if he said it, it's probably not true. But anyway, I'm not here to be political. But what I am here to tell you is that you will believe everything that somebody says over the television and you will prepare for it, you will be troubled by it, you will be vexed by it, you will be moved by it, you will prepare because they said it may happen, and when the gospel of the truth of Jesus Christ comes, you turn a back to the greatest story that could ever be told you. Jesus Christ is alive. That's the headlines of Fox News. Let's go to Romans 4.23. Romans 4.23. Hallelujah. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed unto him, talking about Abraham, but for us who also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe, if we believe, if we believe on him, on him that did what? Raised up Jesus Christ the Lord from the dead. In other words, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, people believe in God. And to deny the resurrection of Jesus, let me tell you what you're doing. You are saying, God, I choose not to believe in you. That's a little broader step than just not believing in Jesus. Now you do not believe in God. Okay, let's go to verse 25. Who was delivered for our offenses? The cross is where he died for our sins and was raised again. Somebody say raised again for our justification. 
The word justification simply means for the acquittal of our sins. Well, now, what would that have? I thought Jesus died for our sins. He did. He did. And that was the beginning. Jesus operating under the Old Testament priesthood. He took the blood of his own body, caught in some form of container. And when Mary came to the tomb, she was so excited to see, man, you're not dead, you're alive. He said, you're right. And then he said, now, Mary, don't touch me, for I must ascend to my Father, to my God and to your God. Now, what takes place at that time from the cross where Jesus died, the Levite, the high priest, had to offer the blood of the bulls and the goats under the Old Testament. Now, that blood had to be offered every year because it could not really cause men to be forgiven, but they were always mindful of their sin. And I hope that you're mindful of your sin today. Oh, but I, I come, I thought you were going to preach a three-point message. You missed the three points in the first service. And it was a great message. But I don't want to preach to you three points. I want to tell you what really happened from that cross to that empty tomb. Jesus takes his own blood. He says, Mary, don't touch me, for I must ascend into my Father. You know, sin was so powerful that it shut down the entry place between heaven and earth. And the tabernacle, the place where God joined men in heaven, was tainted with the sin of man and it separated man from God Jesus had to take the blood the Bible says that all things really are cleansed by the blood without the shedding of the blood there is no cleansing or forgiveness so Jesus ascends now Jesus ascends there and he ascends with hope that my life has been pleasing to you, God. And he ascends and he sprinkles the inner courts of a place of holy of holies in heaven so that man can have access again. Now, when God accepts that blood, then he accepts the death of Jesus Christ in our stead. But then, after that, God raises him from the dead to say that I accept the offering. So the resurrection is so important that it verifies that God accepted the blood of Jesus Christ in our stead. Without an acceptance of the resurrection, there was no complete redemption for our life.
So Jesus raises from the dead. Hebrews, the ninth chapter, tells you how he sanctified those things. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5 says that we have been set free because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not just the cross. It is the proving of Jesus being raised from the dead by God himself. In Acts the third chapter, can we go there? Acts the third chapter and let's look at verse 11 through 17. Hallelujah. This is Peter speaking at the gate beautiful. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, and all the people ran together to the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered and said unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by our own power or holiness, we have made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac, of Jacob, it's the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up. You denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And in his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see now and know, yea, the faith which is in him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I would that you did it through ignorance. You did it as did your rulers. God raised his son to glorify him and to declare that he was both Christ and Lord. In other words, he is a supreme ruler, holder of all power, as well as the Messiah. Let's go to uh, Acts, four, Acts 4, and let's go through 1 and go down. You can read the rest of this when you get home. I hope that you will. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. In other words, religion that many of you may hold dear today thinking that you attend church. There's nothing bad in me. I do everything good. I, I would never do wrong. I, I'm not, I, I don't sin. I don't lie. I don't, there you just told a lie. But we are all sinners. Religion is the enemy of the revelation of the resurrection. And it says, and being grieved that they taught the people peace through Jesus, the resurrection from 
the dead. What was their message? The resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold upon the next day, for it was now even time. Howbeit that many of them which heard the word believed, believed, what word did they hear? God hath raised his son from the dead. Please cling your ears, soften your hearts, and listen to what God is saying to you. And the number of the men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and their elders and scribes and Anna the high priest and Cephas and John the Alexander and many others were of the kindred of the high priests were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst of them, they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. He said unto them, you rulers of the people, the elders of Israel. Oh, sorry, you already jumped me. And if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent, yeah, the impotent, yeah, the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth man, this man stand before you whole. Jesus was glorified. His name has been infused with all power, all power upon this earth to heal sick, diseased, possessed, depressed people. It has the power in it to save people, and by no other name can a man be saved except by the power of Jesus Christ and the investment in his name. Now, no man can be saved. Somebody say, no man. Now, the resurrection has been prophesied by prophets, by men that we are familiar with. In Job, Job said, I believe that my Redeemer liveth. I believe that he liveth. And if I die, I will yet see him in my flesh. David, the man after God's own heart, said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. David saw him that my God will not allow his Holy One to see corruption. Isaiah said that he made his bed with the wicked, yet when he had justified the sinner, he was raised from the dead. Raised from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus is confirmed every time that we use his name. Every time. It is invested with all power. Matthew 28, verse 15 on down. 
It says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Now go ye. That's when Satan was stripped of his power, Colossians 2.15. That's when Jesus laid hold of the keys of hell and of death. That is when you and I were set free from the bondage of condemnation and brought into the family of faith where we cry, Abba, Father. This is where sonship was born and sin was defeated. It is at that moment that Jesus made us kings and priests. It is at that moment that he made us new creatures. It's at that moment that every benefit was given to you and I. When Jesus was raised from the dead, it was stamped in heaven, it is finished. Man has been reconciled unto God. There's nothing in between you and God except your unbelief, your fear, the love of yourself. Satan can't stop you. Hell cannot stop you. Angels can't stop you. Only you, by not making a choice, can keep you separated from God. Separated from God. Why do you want to be separated from the only one that loves you unconditionally. But my, my, my husband, your husband will die by himself and so will you. But my wife, she'll die by herself and so will you. No man dies with an entourage. Every man dies by himself to give an account of those things done in this life. And see, it's really not what you're doing that sends you to hell. It's what you're not doing that will. What must we do to be saved? Thou must believe that Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. You must believe that Jesus bore your sins on a cross and shed his blood that your sins could be washed away. And then you must believe that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. And if you believe that, thou mayest be saved. Everybody has to believe it. Devils believe it and tremble. Angels believe it and pay homage. Now you must believe it.
that you might be saved. That you might be saved. God so loved the world, the motivation of the cross, that he gave his only begotten son the price for your sins. That whosoever, that's you and I, would believe, would not perish, but have eternal life. The condition of you receiving eternal life is you must believe. Hallelujah. I have Ray, are you going to play a song for me? And then I'm going to be back with you in just a moment. If you're here today and you have a terminal disease, I want to pray for you. So please, get ready. When we give the altar call, I want you to come and get ready to receive your miracle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just come to you today and we celebrate the miracle of your resurrection. We, Father, we just, uh, we just glorify you today. We're here for you and you alone. And Father, this is an offering for you. And I would encourage everyone, just bow your heads, close your eyes, focus your heart and your minds on the Lord. And, and I'll, I'll play this song, but this is for you, Jesus. This is for you. We love you. We just want to honor you today. And we're very grateful for everything you've ever done. And just give you all the praise and the glory. When you walked Calvary You left a trail of blood Flowing from your wounded body The price of perfect love And every drop shook the world and Left it ever changed Mortal chains were shattered, the devil's plans were scattered when you overcame. And heaven was opened when the veil was torn, and Jesus, your light will shine. Yes, your light will shine. Jesus, your light will shine forevermore. And when you died on Calvary, living water was 
flowing from your wounded side God's eternal love And every drop showed the world It would never be the same And all creation cried Jesus is alive When you overcame And heaven was opened When the veil was torn And Jesus your light will shine Yes your light will shine Jesus, your light will shine forevermore. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the verification of God's acceptance of his sacrifice for you and I. With every head bowed, if you are here today, I know you're here because you believe something about Jesus. Maybe you believe that he was born of a virgin. Maybe you believe he was a miracle worker. Maybe you believe that he died on the cross. Maybe you think that it's just the right thing to attend church on Easter. But then maybe today you believe that God raised him from the dead. And you are actually convinced that he was the son of the living God. Jesus come to die for sinners, of which we all were, 
And if you do not know him as your personal savior, you still are. But his arms are as open as they were when he hung on the cross. He's not looking for fault. He's looking for your faith. He doesn't ask you to be perfect, which none of us are. He's asking you to believe in his love. He's asking you to trust in him. He's asking you to believe. So today, if you are here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you're here today and you're a backslider, really, we're not interested in how you got there. We just don't want you to stay there. And so I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, to lift your hand up high. Now I can't see it because of the lighting situation. But after we pray this prayer, I'm going to ask you to come forward at the end of the service and pray with the prayer team that is up here. So, if you will choose to pray this prayer with me, it's really not what you pray. It's the condition of your heart. What do you really mean? So I'm going to ask every person in this building to pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. I believe in His virgin birth. I believe in His sinless life. I believe in His death and shedding of blood on Calvary. And I believe, God, that you, by acceptance of that death, raised him from the dead. And I now agree that he is Lord of all. Jesus, come into my heart as you have died for me. I will now openly live for you. I thank you, Jesus, for salvation in your name. Amen and amen. Now, at the end of the service, before you head home, there are going to be prayer teams, and I'm asking you to come up, tell them, share them with them that they receive, that you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. How are you doing today, sir? Well, you look good. You feel good. Good deal. What happened to you? Well, what we need to do is just get another body for you and put a head on it. 
Can I use your body? No. So you had a stroke. And so you can't walk. You're going to walk. What do you need done in the area of that stroke? I need a bigger thing. Your knee? What happens? It's got pain in it? kidney failure they say he has Parkinson's his knee is not so good am I missing anything he's very weak he has aneurysms in his gut man I'll say this I'm glad I ain't you Jesus. well if I could be you or me I think I'd just stay me now I'm going to pray that this pain goes away in your knee they said you're already weak so we're going to pray over this need. This pain just goes away. Okay? Well, why don't you just move it now? Well, you got any pain in it? No, a little bit. I'm not more. Well, if I was you and I was getting something, I'd make sure I got it all. Is, is, you got any pain left in there? A bit. All right, I command all this pain, God. Just go in Jesus' name. There you go. So I don't guess you need anything else. You survived everything the devil had to throw at you. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so that pain's going out of that knee. Almost. Almost. Oh, well, good. Long as you sat there, it'll go. All right. See you later, buddy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Richard, are these guys yours? Grandsons. Jeezy. I'll say this. Wow. So you guys know these two. And you've heard the story of Jesus. And you haven't done anything with it or you did do something with it? You did? So you're a Christian. How about you? You're thinking, oh man, don't ask me. Oh, they got baptized over there uh, in the pond? Oh, gee, you're the crazy guys. I said, who is crazy enough to get baptized in freezing weather? Well, glad to meet you guys. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, Richard, I'm glad you raised them right. Hallelujah. Now, who is here with terminal disease? If you have terminal disease, raise your hand up. Nobody? Oh, what do you got, man? Diabetic? Yeah. Well, let me just pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak right now to this pancreas. I curse God, this affliction on this pancreas, and that God, this pancreas will come alive. In the name of Jesus, rise up! And that God, it will begin to determine right amounts of insulin and the digestion 
father of carbohydrates and so forth, God successfully. Now, God, I lose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, I prayed. I was supposed to pray for a lady over there that came with a walker. Raise your hand, lady. Ma'am. Ah, there you are. All right. So, you have all kinds of stuff. They said you have a lupus. Uh, what else they say you have? What is it? Congestive heart failure. Cheesy. What else? Diabetic. Diabetic? Hypertension. How you doing, bud? You sure? Okay, all right. All right. We want to pray here, and we're just going to believe God these things are going to begin to reverse. God does one thing in the human body. Everything produces after its own kind. And if healing takes place in one area, it will begin to react and seed everything else in your body. Just like you getting born again by a seed, begin to change your whole nature healing is the same thing everybody just thinks it's not all you got to do is get one fingernail healed and you can let God as you stand in thankfulness heal your whole physical body just like he changes you from the old man to the new man now father in the name of Jesus I curse all of these diseases, God, that have been pronounced over her, I curse them right now. I curse God that, God, these organs on the inside of her body would begin to respond to life in Jesus Christ's name. I curse God every blood disease. I curse God every heart, every lung disease. In the name of Jesus, God, let their reports be a lie and let God be true in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now you go back and then you, whatever they tell you, you take that little increase of getting better. You take that as a sign and you believe God. Because God begins in seed form, you let it run the course. All righty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How are you guys doing? Did I hear? Did you ask her to marry you? You did. That's what I heard. I just didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> so when are we doing this great event? October. Why? Why not May? Why not tomorrow? I don't know either. That's why I'm asking. Just the best time. You think that's the best time? Oh, my word. Hey, man, oh, man. I thought tomorrow would be the best time. How are you doing? Do I know you? First time. 
Well, hopefully it won't be the last. But are you his wife? Is that your girlfriend? Not yet. Well, you never know what's going to happen in a conversation. Not yet. Why? Oh, got to wait your time. Okay. Turn the clock up. Hallelujah. All right. Well, I hope the best for you. Praise God. Are you saved? Giving your life to Christ? Good. Are you saved? A couple times. Well, I know we all fall off and all that kind of stuff. How about now? I mean, don't you want to give her something that God's blessed? Yes, sir. Good deal. I think you ought to. So you got to give your life to Christ if she's going to get the best. Amen? And uh, so I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to marry a a woman that wasn't a Christian, you don't even know where they're going to be at night. I want a Christian, I know that she's going to lay her head down by my pillow at night. She's going to be faithful to me. She's going to be trustworthy, loyal. And then I can trust that she loves me. That's what we want. But you can't give something if you don't give something before. You need to make sure you're a Christian. Your life is right. Okay? All right, praise God. And when you do, now where are you getting married at? Well, we went from not yet to where we get married at. I want to tell you something. You can get married right here free. I don't charge anything. I marry you free, bury you for free, and encourage you to sow seeds every other day of your life. So... In other words, I get more than what I would have charged you. Now, I want to encourage you. You can get married right here. Okay? But you're going to have to make her your girlfriend. Make her your girlfriend. Are you going to say yes? <laughs> so, I want to tell you something. Iron things out. Make things right. And I'll tell you what. You come and me and you... We'll let God join you together, okay? Give her your best. She's going to give you her best. Anybody else want counseling? Okay. Hallelujah. Are you doing okay, buddy? Okay, all right. Hang in there. Praise God. Hallelujah. How you doing? Praise God. Let's everybody raise your hands to Jesus just for a moment. Now, God, you see broken hearts, broken lives. God, nobody can fix this but you. I ask you, God, to heal every broken heart. I ask you, God, to heal every strained relationship. Turn hearts of wives to husbands and husbands to wives. I ask you, God, to do the miraculous. I ask you, Father, to flood their homes with blessing, with love, with a supernatural peace. God, touch them for being in the house of the righteous. Touch them for being in the house of faith. 
And God, we give you the praise and the glory for it. God, let us continue today and every day. Keep our focus on Jesus. That we may live life and it more abundantly. And that you may be glorified through us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Will you please stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Hi, everyone. Um, Happy Easter. I just want to share a little bit about just a little snippet of my testimony. Um, Today is one year since I rededicated my life to Christ. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I just want to encourage you, if you did not say that prayer when Pastor did the salvation prayer, and you were feeling that tugging in your heart, and you were hearing God in your soul, to not leave this place without accepting him in your heart. Don't walk away. You still have a chance. Don't leave this place. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All righty. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless their homes. I bless their children. You said, God, what I blessed and who I would bless, that every believer has that ability to bless of the people. I bless God their businesses. I bless their relationships. I bless God their working environments. Now God, let the goodness of God shatter them and shadow them and rain upon them all of the days of their life. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you receive Christ, please come up and see one of the prayer teams. God bless you. See you in the evening.